Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to this evening's podcast. It is late tonight on a Sunday um, here in Texas and um, I had a friend um, text me and say, hey, go outside and see if you see the Aurora Borealis there. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so um, the uh, National Weather Service station there in Lubbock, Texas had posted some pictures. And so she sent them to me because she knows I'm busy uh, working on all this stuff. And so I run outside with my camera and I don't see anything. And I'm like, oh man. And um, I thought, well, maybe it's because I'm in the city limits, you know, but where I live, I'm very thankful um, where I'm at right now is I don't have a whole lot of streetlights and um, I do get to see the stars at night. And that's one thing I do love about this house um, that my sweet friend Mindy um, has blessed me with. Um, so anyway, that's just one blessing. It's a huge blessing. And, I, you know, it's almost every near, nearly nearly every day I wake up thanking God and thanking her. Um, for this house because if you guys have been following my channel for a while or any length of time you'll know that I've had such a terrible time um, in apartments and so and of course you know you're like hello Heather it's an apartment what do you expect I'm like I know I know but rent is so outrageous here um, you know it's funny because this is Amarillo Texas and there's not a whole lot here in Amarillo we have a lot of flat land um, we have a few lakes, you know, surrounding areas. Uh, we do have a canyon. We do. And it's the second largest canyon uh, next to the Grand Canyon. There's a Paladura Canyon. And uh, so we do have some really cool stuff here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we don't, but we don't have enough for rent to be this high. <laughs> and so my brother was telling me, um, he lives here in uh, um, California, and he was telling me, both of, both of my brothers live in California, they were telling me how much, uh, how expensive it is there. And they were telling me about these houses that are like three four $4,000 a month. And I was like, we have houses here that are three four $4,000 a month. And why? I don't know. And we have so many houses, you guys. There is like a boom of housing development. I gotta mess with my mic here. I'm sorry, guys. Um, a boom of housing here, and I'm like, where do these people work? I mean, thousands of houses, you guys. And these houses aren't cheap. They're like three, four thousand dollars a month, you know. And uh, if, if you couldn't, I, I tell you what. Um, if you found a house for like 150, 200 thousand dollars, I mean, you're talking. It's not in a very nice area. You know what I'm saying? That's how in the ghetto, we call it San Jaghetto. Oh my goodness, folks. Houses over there, $100,000. I'm like, wow, I would rather live in a van <laughs> than spend $100,000 on a house in San Jaghetto. Um, No, I would just assume, boy, I'd buy me up a nice van. I'd fix that thing up and I would live in that van. Uh, I know people laugh at me. Um, they think I'm crazy, but uh, during COVID, like I watched all those videos on, on YouTube, you know, watching the van dwellers and all that stuff and got real familiar. And I so wanted to do that. They call it a van life. And, uh, but it was hard to find a job <laughs> working as in van life, you know, and I probably could, you know, I could do some social media, you know, like whatever, but you know, I have two dogs and a cat and that's really hard uh, to have two dogs and a cat in a van. Um, and so 
I keep thinking of that comedian. He was from Fritch, Texas, and he talked about his experience with Sears. If you guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> in my van. Uh, anyway, he got a little raunchy there towards the end, unfortunately, and uh, I had to quit watching him. But he was funny in his early days um, uh, with uh, the Redneck crew, you know. But anyway, um, we have got a lot of stuff going on um, in the world today. Locally, I'm sure where you live, um, anti-Semitism is on the rise and uh, I know for a lot of us, uh, it breaks our heart. And um, for a lot of you guys, I know it does. And some people are really happy about that. And I want to talk about that tonight. Um, I want to talk to you guys about Hamas and uh, the evil things that are going on over there. And probably not from the perspective that you think I'm going to talk to you guys about it. And I had mentioned this on another podcast, you know, earlier that we should pray for them. I call a lot of flag for that. But um, you know, uh, I was watching, um, pastor meters update there at Athe Creek and he had uh, talked about the same thing. Um, if you guys haven't watched his prophecy update, I am going to link that, um, in the description below and I'm, uh, and it's also on my website. So guys, I know I say I'm going to link this and I always forget. I'm sorry. I'm just a girl from Texas and I have ADD squirrel and uh, sometimes I forget and then I'm not so tech savvy to go back and try to figure out how to add that link. I'm sorry, uh, but you can always find almost everything I talk about um, on my website, which is BibleProphecyForToday.com. That's the number four. I say that. I'm sure you guys that listen probably know that and you're like, okay, Heather, we got it, you know, but there's always some people who's um, stumbled upon this podcast somehow and they found it. And if you guys are one of those that's never listened to this podcast before, let me give you a big text as welcome and welcome to this podcast. Um, you know, uh, I, I talk about um, cultural events, headlines and uh, everything going on in the world today. And I point you back to the Bible and uh, because that's the most important thing. This is God's written word. God breathe. This is his word. John 1 1 tells us um, that, you know, you know what, let's just go. I'm going to pull up John 1 1 for you guys today. And one of my favorite software uh, programs is Olive Tree, Olive Tree um, Bible software. It is free, you guys. It's totally free. And it helps if I can spell Olive on, on my lap, on my computer here. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Is that opening up Udiv? So we're going to go to Olive um, Bible Software. I think you have to put in a, um, a, what you call it, email. But, I mean, you get all kinds of free resources, and they always run like specials and stuff, so you can get a lot of resources for free. So anywho, let's move on down here. I'm using the New King James Version today. And so we're going to go to John. Is it John first John? Hold on, let me roll on in here, folks. Oh, there we go. I tell you what, I am a John one. Here we go. Here we go. So John one one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And so, um, folks, if you haven't noticed, my tagline is, Get in the Word of God, let the Word of God get into you. 
Uh, and this is what I mean. We have got to be and stay in the word of God. Yeah, you have your food. You go out, you eat whatever you want. You get your pizza, your barbecue, your fish and chips over there on the other side of the world. Um, we just call it fish sticks over here and some french fries. <laughs> I'm country and I still like my fish sticks with ketchup. Okay, I'm saying it. I'm just putting it out there. Um, but uh, I do. I don't know. I'm like a kid. And if I could still have milk and wheat, I would be eating macaroni and cheese with ketchup. Yeah. Um, but I can't have that anymore. So anyway, God's probably like she eats like a 12 year old. I know. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, it's super cheap. <laughs> but uh, now I do the keto thing. I do a lot of the keto, but I still throw in my potatoes. So, um, you know, can't go full keto because I, I, I love potatoes. Okay. Potatoes in any form. I'm talking baked potatoes, fried potatoes, cooked potatoes. I don't care how you make mashed potatoes. I'm telling you, I love potatoes. I'm a carboholic, but mainly just potatoes. <laughs> so anyway, um, but that's, that's my tagline. And so I'm always telling people, um, to read the word of God because, um, you know, uh, we have our food and then we have our spiritual food. And so like Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone. And then of course, Jesus is the bread that came down from heaven. And, um, but, uh, if you guys don't know, this podcast is all about Jesus. It is all about Bible prophecy, but it's all about the gospel. And so, you can't tell people about Bible prophecy without telling them that you got to be saved and how to be saved. And it's like, how can one be saved if they don't know how to be saved? So that is the big thing. And Bible prophecy itself is a tool to go out and tell people about Jesus. You know, it's, it's huge when you can bring Bible prophecy up and point to them like, hey, the Bible is true. It is a true word of God. And, uh, Every Bible, every prophecy in in the Bible has been fulfilled exactly how God said it would. And so no other book is like that. There is no other book like that. And there's only our God who can do that. And so our God is amazing. He knows the end from the beginning. Nothing surprises him. And um, so I'll tell you this, all of this to this, you know, talk a little bit about the things happening right now. Anti-Semitism. As it's on the rise and folks, it's only going to get worse. I know we're shocked and we're like, how can this happen again? Well, because the Bible said it would happen. And in the end days, this is what's going to happen. Um, does that mean Christians need to be, uh, it breaks my heart that Christians are involved in this. Um, another thing that really breaks my heart is the pastor, uh, from Alabama who committed suicide. Um, you know, folks, uh, we live in a fallen world. We're going to sin. Now, do I condone what he was doing as sin? No, I don't. And um, he did go before his congregation, and I think he did step down as pastor. He did tell them what was going on. He admitted his sin uh, to the congregation. He said his wife knew about it, um, which is kind of sad, too. I'm not saying that um, what he did was right. I'm not saying any of that, but I am saying that there are Christians out there who were mocking him, who were making fun of him, and um, all kinds of despicable behavior. The Bible's very clear. Now, we are to mark one like that and not uh, associate with him. That's how Christians 
um, can handle that kind of thing because we do that in hopes that that person will repent. And then, of course, we will welcome them back into the church with loving and open arms. Uh, we are supposed to gently rebuke a brother. And um, anyway, uh, it breaks my heart to see um, people making fun of him and being like that and contributing basically to his suicide. And um, like I said, I don't condone his sin. I don't. I absolutely do not. And uh, but, you know, he's had a family. I believe he had children. Um, you know, we we really need to be careful because the Bible says to be careful, you know, when you do go and rebuke a brother or a sister or however, you know, that however you're going, what whatever, you know, uh, person that you're going to rebuke, you know, you're supposed to be very careful because you yourself um, can fall into sin as well. But anyway, um, we need to pray. We need to pray for people. We need to pray for people who are in sin. We need to pray for them. Um, you know, uh, and Pastor uh, Brett Meter said the same thing. Hamas, we need to pray for them. And he, he said the same thing. He said, you know, can you imagine some of them coming home and what, and, and, and knowing what they did and having to live with that? Cause some of them is going to, it's going to affect a lot of them. It probably won't. And I'm, I'm one uh, that, you know, said, oh, they got to be demon possessed. They have to be. And then I did, you know, I got rebuked. Um, Pastor Brett Meter on his uh, prophecy update. Um, he taught and showed lots of videos how they train the, how they train them. These kids from like kinder, their kindergarten showed them their graduation class, showed them clearing a building uh, with supposed Israelis in there. And how they dragged them out, and they did. I mean, it was um, wow. Uh, you know, it, it's very disturbing. But they train these children from a very young age to hate Israel. They have brainwashed them, so they're not only necessarily demon possessed; they are brainwashed to a severe extent. Uh, and he showed a video of um, um, what well, wasn't video, but it was the audio of one of these guys from Hamas. And of course, it's Memory TV. I think it's M E M R I TV. Um, will uh, translate anything for you, any videos, any TVs, whatever like that, will translate that for you. And so um, they were playing it on, I think it was Al Jazeera, um, how he was calling his, first thing he did, he killed 10 Israelis in their homes, murdered women, uh, children, God knows what all he did to them. Uh, but he calls his mom and dad, his mother and father, on the woman's phone that he had just murdered, the Israeli that he just murdered, and he was overjoyed. Mom, I killed 10. I killed 10 of them. And his parents were so overjoyed that they began crying about how happy that they were of their son who had just murdered um, 10 Israelis right when this thing started. And so um, they've all been brainwashed. And so when they brought the woman back who was an, a, German, a German Jew she had two broken legs in the back of that pickup and they were parading her through the streets of Gaza and uh, thousands of people were coming alongside the pickup and spitting on her uh, and they were cheering and, you know, um, you know, so these, these people from Gaza or Palestine, Palestinian, whatever you want to call them. I mean, we all know that, that they're basically Arabs and, um, but anyway, you need to go watch, um, pastor reader and he, and his other update. And of course from Sunday and Wednesday talks a lot about this too, but anyway, kind of gives a whole historical context and, um, you know, pastor Billy Crone's update did too his two latest updates on the war, um, 
between um, Hamas and Israel. And you can go to getlifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com to go check out those videos. Um, anyway, I, you know, I really wish you guys could go and watch that. And that way you have a way better understanding and concept of what's going on. But um, anyway, they had determined that um, she could have possibly still been alive when she was being uh, paraded um, through the streets in the back of that pickup. And so, um, you know, like he said, if we if we prayed for them, you know, we're not going to we're not going to we're not going to change the world. Trust me, um, the Bible is very clear about where we are heading and how these things are not going to get better. Uh, Anti-Semitism is rising again. Jer- uh, Jerusalem is the stumbling block of the world, just like the Bible said. Um, and they're get- it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And so, you know, the United States will eventually be the same. We will go in that same uh, fashion as well. And I hate to admit that. I hate to say it. And I hate to see the rest of the world like this is too, but um, the Bible said it was going to happen. And so Pastor uh, Brett does a great job of explaining that in his prophecy update. And so I will uh, link that in, in the video or underneath this here um, in the description. I'll also put it on my um, my website as well. Um, I have all of his updates on my website, by the way, if you guys want to go and watch those. <laughs> but uh, one thing I wanted to jump to tonight was, um, let me pull this back up here real quick. Dun, 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 dun. You guys are not going to believe this either. I have started a another YouTube channel and a Facebook page. And it, uh, shot, brace yourselves, folks. It has nothing to do with Bible prophecy, but I'm testing some waters here and it's AI technology. And I would never use AI for, for Bible prophecy for anything like that. But this is completely different. This is a survivalist page and, um, it's called, um, survivalist corner, survivalist corner. Um, and I've got a, a Gmail account going on that. I'm about to open up a website page. And so you guys know me, you know, I'm a huge prepper, uh, and all that fun stuff. And so I wanted to start a page to kind of educate people on that. And so I'm using these call. It's called YouTube shorts. Um, but you can also use them for, for uh, Facebook reels. And so um, guys, you're not going to believe this. You can go and I use, I'm using the chat GPT. I know folks don't shoot me. Don't, don't shoot me. I'm just testing the waters. I'm just, I'm a very um, curious person. So I like to see what all this stuff can do folks. It can do movies. It can do. It can make all this stuff up. And even on Canva.com, you can. I send this picture to my brother. So if you guys happen to go to to the YouTube channel, go to. Um, let me pull it up here. Survivalist Corner: How to Survive When SHTF. Okay. So if you guys go there, if you look at the background on that, if you're on a computer, you can look at the whole background. All of that is AI generated. The man that's um lighting the fire that's doing all that he's not even real it's ai generated it is unbelievable it's unbelievable and so if you go to canva you can actually type into canva um, what you want and it will generate that for you it is mind-boggling when i was a kid i could only dream of like stuff like this but it's cool though you can also go uh, to this other website and you can top it in whatever you want. It will make these videos for you. And so I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So anyway, I'm kind of testing the waters there. But 
you guys know I'm real huge on on prepping and like, you know, telling you guys about stuff. And so this way I can actually put little short videos together and, uh, you know, kind of give some, you know, other tips out there. Like, you know, I, I, I topped in just like crazy, like show me how to uh, light a fire without matches. And lo and behold, this whole video pulls up uh, and it's talking about um, using a magnifying glass. I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, I know that works because when my brother and I were kids, um, we started a fire with the magnifying glass and we got in big time trouble for that, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I know that works so anyway just just a little project I'm working on just to see um you know uh what what all can go along with that but uh uh just curious you know I, I love to stay busy but um one of the other headlines you guys I want to talk about tonight let me pull them up here um of everything that's been going on oh gosh I tell you so here is a big one. An open letter to those who have been taught that the church has replaced Israel. And this is Terry James. Um, this is big. I wanted to talk to you guys about this tonight because um, I feel that this is important, especially in what's going on today. And when you look around the world today, um, I, ne I, I just never thought I would see in Germany Again, swastikas and um, the the Star of David painted on houses and um, people screaming. Um, just, I'm not even going to repeat what they scream because it is it's that wicked and it breaks my heart. But and I know the majority uh, of the people in you know Australia and um, Paris, uh, even here in the United States, you guys in New York and. In Washington DC folks these are not Americans and I know over there in the UK and all, a lot that it, it's not you guys I think it's it's immigration and folks here that came through they didn't legally immigrate here um, but they are all from you know Palestine and they have all come into other countries and you know this is what islam is islam comes into a country and they procreate and they procreate and they take over the country by changing the laws of the land and you see this is what's happening um we have some in congress that are like that and i wish they would just go back to where they came from because they don't belong here in the united states with the things that they say um but you see this in all these countries and when you look at these folks they're not you know, when I look at them from the UK, I'm like, I, I, you know, you can tell, you know, but then again, some of them are. And so there, these aren't small marches around the world, folks. There are thousands and thousands of people chanting the chanting this. And so anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about that. And um, one other one um, I kind of wanted to touch on tonight was, um, uh, uh oh, I lost it. It's okay, folks. Have no fear. We, we can bring it back. I'll bring it back. Um, here it is. Here it is. And this is um, trust in the major media dwindles to all time low as outlets show overwhelming bias against Israel. So that is David Furiazzo at uh, HarbingersDaily.com. You guys know I like David Furiazzo. He's a pretty good guy. Um, so anyway, let's jump into these articles this evening before I just keep on rambling on. Um, well, here's another one. This is the global explosion of hate. And uh, this is another sign 
of the end times. And so this is, you know him, you love him. No, no, it's not Leo. I do love Leo, but hey, hey, it's uh, Michael Snyder uh, from the economics, uh, Economic Collapse blog uh, from the 3rd um, of November. And so those two articles were huge. Um, hate, hatred, and of course the open letter um, was the big two that I want to talk to you guys about. So let's jump to the open letter and let's go ahead and start that. I'm going to have to increase this font. An open letter to those who have been taught that the church has replaced Israel. So uh, just a heads up, it has not, but this is what some of these folks teach. The Catholics are huge. Um, they teach this a lot too. We have quite a few denominations here um, in the United States that teach this garbage too. So anyway, he notes, he says, the following is a most relevant open letter, which is important to all within the body of Christ to read. Our prayer is that you will carefully, as you will read carefully and understand God's holy view of Israel in these end times when the Jewish people are again beginning to suffer hatred throughout the world. And so uh, he says, dear brother or sister in Christ, if you are a member of a Catholic or mainline denominational church, you have probably been taught something called replacement theology. And perhaps you don't even know it has that name. Replacement theology leads those who have adopted it to believe that Israel is no longer God's people and that the modern uh, regathering of the Jews in their historical land is theologically meaningless. Please know this is an error, and I write this letter to alert you to it so that uh, so you can study God's word and reach your own conclusion. And Terry continues, replacement theology, sometimes called suppressionism or fulfillment theology, is a doctrine stating either that the church took Israel's place as God's people when Israel rejected Jesus as its Messiah, or that the old, quote, old, uh, Israel was set aside in favor of a new, quote, Israel, the church upon Jesus's first coming. No matter how it got there, the church is now God's people and the beneficiary of the promises God's made, God made Israel in the Old Testament. Consequently, Jacob's blood descendants have no unique destiny and modern Israel's existence has no significance because replacement theology is often woven into otherwise sound teachings on redemptive history. Many believers aren't even aware that it is a separate doctrine with its own name. Nonetheless, replacement theology is enshrined in Catholic dogma and runs rampant in mainline denominations, even among those that are otherwise that otherwise take the Bible seriously. He continues, replacement theology raises troubling implications about God's character, not the least of which are if God revoked his promise to Israel, what keeps him from revoking them again? And does God really change not as Malachi 3, 6 says? Many who have been taught replacement theology have not considered these implications. Perhaps you have too, uh, but have dismissed them out of, out of hand or rationalized them away possibly because they are too dreadful to imagine. Unfortunately, the implications does not make them go away. Rather than addressing these and other broader implications, this letter will instead tackle the assumption that lies at the very heart of replacement theology. Did Israel really forfeit its blessings? Did God really forsake or move past Israel? Fortunately, if you read the Bible without bias, 
it gives a clear answer. He goes on to say, one point is worth making before proceeding. He says, I don't have the ability or the moral duty to force you to reject replacement theology. He says, only the Holy Spirit can convict. All I can do is call relevant scripture to your attention and advise you to check it out yourself. He says, that is what I will do now, he says. I'm going to raise my desk here. Sorry, guys. Okay, so to keep this letter short and clear, he says, I will rely on two passages, Isaiah 6 and Romans 11. If you are a Reformed believer, you tend to read Revelation figurative because you have been taught that it is apocalyptic literature. I will therefore deliberately avoid Revelation's many passages affirming Israel's destiny, knowing that you will be unwilling to read Isaiah and Romans figuratively figuratively he says i will cite the king james version but any good version will do he says isaiah 6 contains the well-known here i am send me passage in which isaiah volunteers to convey a message god has for his people also and this is uh isaiah 6 verses 8 through 10 also i heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall i send and who will go for us then said i here i am send me and he said go and tell this people hear ye indeed but understand not and see ye indeed but perceive not make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed and he goes on to say, Terry says, God informs his people uh, not only that they are hardened, deaf, blind, and without understanding, and he is the one hardening them, but also that he has hardened them to delay their repenting and being healed. Know that God does not tell them why he wants a delay. Uh, when the disciple asked Jesus why he speaks to them, quote, to them in parables in Matthew 13, he quotes the passage of Isaiah 6 and he says this is Matthew chapter 13 verses 11 through 14 he answered and said unto them because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it is not given for whosoever hath to him shall be given and he shall have more abundance but who whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even what even that he hath therefore speak i to them in parables because they seeing not and hearing they hear not neither do they understand and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of isaiah which saith by hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand and seeing ye shall see and not perceive and shall not perceive of course that's matthew once again so paul also quotes this same passage of isaiah 6 in acts chapter 28 reminding the local leaders of the jews that they are hardened and this is Acts 28, verses 24 through 27. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Well, spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people, and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Of course, that's Acts. 
He goes on to say, Paul then discloses the reason why God hardened Israel, delaying its repenting and being healed. And this is Acts 28, 28. Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will hear it. He goes on to say, according to Paul, God hardened Israel to the gospel or God hardened Israel so the gospel could be taken to the Gentiles. However, Isaiah 6 continues after the passage quoted in Matthew, both Matthew 13 and Acts 28. Uh, God has more to say to Isaiah about his people. Returning to Isaiah 6, after hearing God's decree against his people, the prophet begs God for an answer in verse 11, and God gives it to him. This is Isaiah 6, 11 through 13. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate, and the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. But yet in the land shall be a tenth, and it shall return, and shall be eaten as a tilled tree, and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves. So the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. And uh, Terry goes on to say, um, God promises that he will lift Israel's partial hardening during or just after a widespread death devastation. This may be a great war, even a nuclear war, given the extent and degree of damage. However, it may be a direct act of God acting in wrath. Only he knows. Uh, when then, why then did Jesus... Uh, in Paul's quotations from Isaiah 6, stop short of verses 11 through 13. The answer is that they were speaking in the first century. Isaiah 6, 11 through 13 would be fulfilled in the future. They were only talking uh, about Israel's hardened condition in those days and not about when it would someday repent. Remember, Jesus was only answering a question from his disciples as to why he was teaching in parables. And Paul was only making the case for taking the gospel to the Gentiles. Now he says, now let's look at Romans 11, in which Paul answers the question his earlier chapters uh, in Romans begged, if Christ is the answer and the law is not, what about the Jews to whom God had given the law? Has God turned his back on Israel? I say then, this is um, Romans 11, 1 through 4. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What ye not, what the scriptures saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. The answer is an emphatic, God forbid. God will save an elect remnant of Israel, and God will save them by grace not the law to keep the Gentiles from being uh, from being feeling superior to the Jews. Paul goes on to say, and this is Romans 11, 11 through 15. I say, then have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is coming to the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness <clears throat> 
For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation which uh, them which are my flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? He says so. After describing um, how the holy fruits of lump of dough uh, renders the whole lump holy, how a holy root can render the entire tree holy, and how branches grafted onto a holy tree become holy, even branches that had been previously cut off, Paul reveals a mystery in verse 25, and he says 11:25 of Romans. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. He goes on to say, uh, though he does not outright quote Isaiah 6, 11 through 13, he affirms the promise God made in those verses to end Israel's hardening. The mystery Paul reveals is that the partial hardening of Israel's elect will end uh, when the fullness of the Gentiles be or has come in. It is important to know that none of these passages are talking about the church. God has never hardened the church. He has only hardened Israel and only temporarily for the express purpose of taking the gospel to the Gentiles and building a church that encompasses all people's nations and languages. This he did at Israel's great expense, but he will uh, resurrect and magnify Israel because of it. Consider the supreme irony. God hardened Israel to benefit the Gentiles, and so many churches have returned their thanks to Israel by teaching replacement theology. God's reply in Isaiah 6 and Paul's teaching in Romans 11 raised two questions. When will this widespread devastation occur, and when will the fullness of the Gentiles come in? The Bible gives no clear answer. God wants us to depend on him alone for the timing he goes on to say, however, we can be sure of this. God will restore the elect of his people, Israel. That unambiguous biblical truth stated explicitly both to Israel in the Old Testament and the Gentiles of the church in the New Testament exposes replacement theology as bad doctrine. Now it's up to the Holy Spirit and informed believers to purge the church of this sad error. If replacement theology now troubles you as some much as as much as it does me, he says, please do me a favor. Consider giving a copy of this letter to a brother or sister who has been mistaught. You will be helping them and doing a good work for God's kingdom. Folks, that is Terry James. You can find that at TerryJamesProphecyLine.com if you want to grab a copy of that letter. Oh my goodness, you guys. I just, mm, craziness. So trust in major media dwindles to all-time low as outlets show overwhelming bias against Israel. Is this not, I just, mm. And people just suck it up. And they just, they just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just, mm. But the Bible said these days would come. This is David Furiazzo, and you can find it at harbingersdaily.com. So ye a little faith in the progressive media, that is. A new Gallup poll reveals the distrust most Americans have in major media outlets, resulting in an all-time low. A paltry 32% of people have some trust in today's media, while nearly 40% say they have no trust at all in the media. Gee, I wonder why, he asked. <laughs> it was just three years ago that in another poll, a mere 9% of Americans said um, they have a great deal of confidence that journalists act in the best interest of the people. Well, we know that's not true. 
Oh, we know they don't. I mean, we know that, that yeah, 9% believe that, thank God, because we know it's not true. They don't act in our um, best interest. And so, but we're going to move <clears throat> to one more because I think I am going to, I feel like I'm about to lose my voice here. So let's move on to the, the one that I did want to talk to you guys about, um, the global explosion of hate. And um, folks, oh, it just breaks my heart to see this. Let me increase the font here. So this is uh, prophecynewswatch.com. Global explosion of hate, another sign of the end times. Michael Schneider, economic class blog, posted the 3rd of November. So uh, he says, what we are witnessing is truly frightening. In my entire lifetime, I've never seen as much hate as I have over the past few weeks. It's almost as if a very large chunk of the global population has suddenly gone mad. But of course, all of this hate did not come out of a vacuum, he says. Um, it has been simmering for many years, and now the war in the Middle East has brought it to the surface. Humans were created to love and to be loved. And so if you find yourself consumed with hatred, you are part of the problem. Of course, we knew that this global explosion of hate would be coming. The Bible warns us repeatedly about what the condition of humanity will be like in the end times. One example of this can be found in Matthew chapter 24. Uh, verse 8 says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. And then 9 goes on to say, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Uh, when Jesus spoke these words, he was speaking to Jewish believers. And I would do want to point that out right here. Um when Bible prophecy folks, they go and talk about Matthew 24 and they see all this stuff. And so they try to, they try to say, well, you see, um, the rapture and they try to put this and, you know, they say, well, the rapture can't happen before and blah, blah, blah. But what they miss out on is Jesus wasn't talking to the church age. He was talking to the Jewish people. And so anyway, we're going to continue. So, uh, Michael goes on to say, and right now we are seeing a tremendous outpouring of hatred toward Jews and Bible-believing Christians all over the planet. October 7th was not a one-time thing. Ultimately, radical Muslims will never be satisfied until they have annihilated every single person that is not willing to submit to Islam. Even though their focus is on wiping out Jewish people living in the land of Israel right now, it will definitely not end there. So the so the things that Hamas official uh, Ghazi Hamad uh, recently said on LBC TV should chill all of us to the core. And I quote: Ghazi Hamad of the Hamas or Hamas political bureau said in an October 24, 2023 show on LBC TV or Lebanon that Hamas is prepared to repeat the October 7th Alaska flood operation time and again until Israel is, is annihilated. He added that Palestinians are willing to pay the price and that they are proud to sacrifice martyrs. Um, Hamas said that is uh, that Palestinians are the victims of the occupation. Therefore, no one should blame them for the events of October 7th or anything else. Adding everything we do is justified, unquote. So Michael goes on to say, this is a man that has been totally consumed by hatred. And there are millions upon millions of others just like him all over the world. And since October the 7th, we have seen an explosion of anti-Jewish acts that is truly unprecedented. Quote, in Los Angeles, a man screaming kill Jews attempts to break into a family's home. In London, girls in a playground are told they are stinking Jews uh, and should stay off of the slide. In China, posts likening Jews to parasites, vampires, or snakes proliferate. 
uh, proliferate on social media, attracting thousands of likes. These are examples of incidents of anti-Semitism which have surged globally since the attack by Hamas gunmen on uh, southern Israel on October the 7th and subsequent war on the Islamic group launched uh, by Israel in the Gaza Strip. Michael goes on to say, thanks to very foolish immigration policies, major cities all over the Western world are now absolutely teeming with radical Muslims. We have been war- we have been warned for a long time that this would uh, cause massive problems, and now Jewish communities everywhere are living in fear. In France, large numbers of homes and businesses that are now uh, owned by Jewish people are being marked with paint. Quote, France already documented 819 latent anti-Semitic attacks since the war between Hamas and Israel began on October the 7th, according to Minister of the Interior uh, Gerald Darmanin. In Jewish homes on the outskirts of Paris, multiple blue stars of David have been painted on homes and stone fences. Swastikas have also been uh, sprayed next to Jewish institutions, and students have been publicly harassed outside of Jewish schools. Sadly, this isn't just happening in France. Similar things are taking place in Germany. Recent weeks uh, have seen Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz vow to take a zero-tolerance approach to anti-Semitism, citing the responsibility towards Israel uh, given Germany's role as the perpetrator of the Holocaust in which 6 million Jews were murdered. Michael goes on to say, other national leaders have echoed those concerns. In recent days, Scholz has doubled down on the pledge after assailants hurled two Molotov cocktails at a, a synagogue in central Berlin and the Star of David was found daubed on the facades of several buildings where Jews lived in Berlin. Um, There's no rational way to explain the intensity of this hatred, and that is because it is spiritually inspired. Many Christians have commented about the dark spiritual connection to everything going on and how it it has a supernatural undertone to it all. Unfortunately, what we have witnessed so far is just the beginning. As the war in the Middle East really ramps up, I believe that we will see some truly dramatic terror attacks all over the world, Michael says, and I agree. He goes on to say on Tuesday, FBI Director Christopher Wray warned members of Congress that the threat of terrorism inside the United States has reached a whole other level. Terrorist threats against the U.S. reached a whole other level after the Hamas attack on Israel. FBI Director Christopher A. Ray told uh, Congress on Tuesday saying the big players in terrorism have all renewed calls to attack America and its interests. He said the levels of threats has heightened since President Biden took office through U.S. law enforcement is better prepared to deal with them. The reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated throughout 2023, but the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of attack on Americans to a whole other level, Mr. Ray said. From this point forward, things are going to start getting really crazy. However, God warned us about all of these things in advance. He has a plan and he is in control. So even though darkness is rapidly growing all over the world, we should never give in to fear for greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And that's first John 4, 4. Of course, this was originally published in the Economic Collapse blog. I was reposted with permission on prophecynewswatch.com by Michael Snyder. So, guys, you know what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. What? You better get you some food. That's right. Get you some food. Get you some water. Um, But more importantly, get you some ammo. You know what I mean? (laughs) Better get you some ammo. So I think uh, a lot of folks, um, you know, think I'm crazy because I say that all the time. But then again, start looking around the world today and you're like, whoa. And uh, we have a very large 
um, Muslim, quote, immigrated population here where I live, and I mean very large. And I know I've probably told this story before. I worked at AIG, and we got shut down. Um, we were under lockdown, not shut down, but they're closed now here. But anyway, at that time, we were locked down uh, because uh, a Muslim man took the um, uh, manager of Walmart hostage. He was angry because he didn't get promoted and, uh, of course, he's going to kill him to take him hostage. And one of our off-duty deputy sheriffs shot the dude in the head. I mean, it was over before it even started. So, you know, in Texas, um, just about everybody carries a gun. I mean, just about, I mean, everybody. It's either concealed or you carry it on your hip or you have it in your car or, like, you know, whatever. Or we have other forms of uh, self-defense that we use. So, Texas is... Um, I, yeah, we always like to call it our, our own country, you know. <laughs> we just see things a little different here, I guess. Um, and uh, we're not quite south. We're not quite really south. I get I catch that a lot. I catch a lot of flack. Uh, I got a couple of friends that are very, very south. Uh, was it South Carolina? She goes, y'all don't count. And I'm like, shut up. We count. We're south. <laughs> we're just not southern bell south, but I mean, we're south. But anyway, um guys just you know please be in prayer and i wanted to bring that up um pastor meter had talked about that he goes what what can we do what should we do as christians uh with the war going on in israel and he said to pray say and get out of the way and uh, i agree with him um we need to pray for israel pray for hamas we need to pray for the world pray for all unbelievers uh we need to say what's true we need to say the truth we need to say the gospel and uh, we need to get out of the way because um, the United States causes a lot of trouble for Israel. And you can see it now. Um, number one, we've always wanted to do the two-state solution thing, which God is a totally, he will rip apart the people or rip apart the country that does that. And so, you know, the United States just needs to get out of the way and let Israel take care of Israel. Um, you know, because we're, you know, if we're helping or like, you know, they're already threatening, like if the United States, you know, helps, you know, um, you know, we're going to get involved in all this other stuff. And so the Houthis have now um, gotten involved. And so folks, this is, you know, I don't know if it's going to grow any bigger. I don't really know. God knows. Um, you know, a lot of folks are saying this, this is the Ezekiel 30 and 39 war of the Bible. I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> I've never said that. I've said not yet. Could it lead to that war? Yes, it could. It definitely could lead to that war. Um, but we're, it's not that war right now. But as you see, everything is lining up just like the Bible said. All these countries are aligning, you know, just like the Bible said. And so that's what I'm telling you, Bible prophecy, you guys. 27% of the Bible is prophetic. And so that's pretty important. Pretty important. <laughs> you wouldn't leave out, you know, 27% of anything, would you? If you're, you know, giving instructions to somebody, I don't worry about that. <laughs> it's only 27%. You'll figure it out. No. No, guys. Um, man, we are living in the end of the end days. And, uh, and God is up there like, hey, he has given a warning sign. The Nepal, the earthquake in Nepal, um, folks, that was like a 6.5, hundreds of people have died. There's been major earthquakes. Have you noticed that in Turkey? Major earthquakes everywhere. Volcanoes, all kinds of things happening. We have the Aurora Borealis here in the Texas Panhandle. 
um, so many um, things that are happening. And um, if you guys are on Facebook, I'm going to give you guys a name. And uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. His name is Ram. Um, Because I I can't spell it. And so I'm going to have to um, pull it up here. Let me see. Uh, (laughs) I think it's Ram BK. So you can't share his, um, you can't share his, uh, post because I asked him that one time, why can't he said, because he could be, um, he could be thrown in jail and he, all kinds of bad things can happen to him for posting these kind of things. So anyway, his name is Ram Babu BK. So R A M and then middle name, I guess is B as in boy, A B as in boy U. So B A B U and then B K. Um, B is in boy, K is in king, like Burger King. Um, anyway, um, guys, if you would follow him, he does so much, so much in Nepal. Um, they're digging wells. I mean, he gets the Bible to people. People being saved. They're being um, uh, baptized in ditches. I mean, it is amazing. He's building churches. Um, uh, we had blessed him, uh, a bunch of people had listened and follow him and, you know, they had, um, blessed him, uh, with a vehicle. Um, and I'll tell you what, cause they were riding like little mopeds and stuff up in these mountain ridges and like, and bringing all these stuff like backpacks and on these little scooters and stuff up there. Folks, he is an amazing man of God an amazing man. He does so much work. He says reaching the nations and preaching the gospel to save the souls and um uh, if you guys go on facebook please go and follow him um if you can't find him go to my um i think i'm following him on my um oh let me see on my bible prophecy today for today uh facebook page and if not i will be (laughs) um or if i'm not probably not friends with him on there let me see uh um oh you guys um but he he does just tremendous tremendous work um for the lord and i i just i am so overjoyed every time i open up his facebook page and just wow let me see if this is him yep that's him you can you can follow him i'm gonna pull it up right here ram r-a-m uh babu bk so i am following him from my facebook wow you can't really see too much then you actually have to be his friend It won't let me do it. But anyway, I'll, I'll work on that. Um, guys, please, please get out there and tell somebody about the Lord today. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, today is a day of salvation. Please do not, do not wait another moment. We could all be yanked out of here like that for the rapture and you're going to be left behind. And what are you going to do? Well, you're going to go to Amazon.com and you can look up. Um, after the rapture, what comes next? That's my book on Amazon. Uh, Uber cheap, three dollars and something. Um, grab that book if you don't have one. Get it. Get it for somebody you know that's not saved. It is step by step what's going to happen after we are raptured out of here, straight from the Bible. Uh, it gives you instructions how to be saved. Um, so for folks, there's nobody because you know there's probably going to be the internet, and you think we're being scrubbed right now as Christians off the internet. Just imagine what's going to happen when we're raptured out of here. You're probably not going to find anything on the internet. AI has probably done a good job of just scrubbing off all that stuff. But you're going to need some paperback books. You're going to need something that you can hand on, read, super cheap. Um, 
go grab that folks um get that book um you know it might save someone's life one day it might bring them to christ that's my prayer is that um it'll glorify god that I, I do the podcast because I love my Heavenly Father, my Lord Jesus Christ, and I want everybody to be saved. And God said He didn't want anybody to perish, but all to come to the saving grace of Christ. And so, um, you know, I want to glorify my Father, and uh, I just want to do everything I can with the talents that He's given me just to bring people to Him. And so it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Um, you know, I don't do anything, but the Lord does. And if I screw up, it was me. <laughs> And if it's good, then it was the Lord. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, guys, if you ever have any questions or you, or you need prayer, please don't hesitate um, to email me. Go to my website. There's a little chat now button, whatever. Click on that thing and email me. Um, or if not, you can always email me at heather at BibleProphecyForToday.com. That's the number four. Um, you know, if you need prayer, please, please email me. I will pray for you. Um we are a community here. Uh, we are all brothers and sisters. We're all going to be in heaven together with the Lord Jesus forever. And so, um, you know, we all need to uh, carry each other's burdens. And so anyway, um, with that, guys, I'm really going to get off of here. So um, as always, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Anyway, if you don't know the Lord Jesus, today is the day of salvation. We're all sinners. Admit you're a sinner. Admit you're a sinner. Ask Christ to forgive you. Repent of your sins. When you turn around, ask Jesus to save you. And there you go, folks. Sitting on your couch eating Cheetos. You can become a member of the family with the Lord Jesus. You can be brothers and sisters. All right, guys. May God bless each and every one of you. May he give us boldness to go out and to preach to the world. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. Jesus said, nobody comes to the Father except through me. So, folks, he is the way, the truth, and life. And no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. It's the name above all names. It's the only name under which anyone would be saved is Jesus Christ. I love you guys, and thank you guys so much for listening. Go out there and tell somebody about Jesus.